Well, howdy, Huda Thunkers. This is your host, Zeb, of the Huda Thunkin' Podcast. And just as a side note, uh, I tallied up all 63 episodes and their run times. There are now over 16 hours of Huda Thunkin' audio content available across about a dozen platforms. People from all over the globe, that's 54 countries, have tuned in, and I couldn't be happier about it. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, you are... Not the main reason I do it. I do it because it's fun. But you're one of the main reasons why I keep going. My Huda Thunker listeners uh, appreciate it. Let's get right into it. So this week's recommendation segment, it's separate from the main main episode event. This is about the recommendation segments about Dirty John. Right now on Netflix in the U.S., you can watch season one and season two of Dirty John. My sister Cass is the one who showed me this series. And I'd like to say thanks, Cass. The show is a true crime series based on the concept of love gone wrong. I've only seen a few episodes of season one so far, but the show is full of deception and manipulation. It's really interesting, good drama. To go over the plot would spoil too much for you, so let's just say it is a fascinating watch with a great cast. Season one is based on a podcast about a true story, and I highly recommend that you check it out. Now, for the main event. Now, I recently spent some quality time with my family back in York County, Pennsylvania, a.k.a. Pennsylvania, where it's a farming community, lots of Pennsylvania Dutch uh, culture and some Amish culture as well. So <clears throat> while at my mom's at home, I wanted to warm up a bowl of rice, a bowl full of rice, vegetables and venison meat, uh, venison being deer meat that my stepdad shot with a bow and arrow. I was quickly reminded of the fact that my mom no longer owns a microwave and isn't planning on getting one anytime soon. Now, I know as a kid, she told me once she wasn't sure about the science behind microwaves. She wasn't convinced that enough research was conducted in regards to the potential harm microwaves pose to humans. Nowadays, she just simply says she's not a fan of the technology. She prefers conventional ovens and stoves anyway. <clears throat> so, She's kind of changed her tune. She, it's not that she's not a, she's afraid of them or whatever. She just doesn't need them, doesn't need them in her house, doesn't even prefer them. So I thought, well, you know, although my mom simply prefers life without microwaves, and I can respect that, I know there are people who genuinely believe microwave ovens are harmful. So I decided to do some digging. I immediately thought, I'm going to do a podcast on this. Why not? <clears throat> and so let's talk about the actual technology of microwaves, how it cooks food. Let's talk about electromagnetic radi radiation and its direct effect on the body. <clears throat> when you pop a bowl of frozen broccoli in the microwave, you've probably chosen your method of cooking out of convenience because, well, using a microwave takes a fraction of the time and effort of a conventional oven or stove. The reason cooking by microwave is so fast and easy is due to electromagnetic radiation. Now, also, it's abbreviated as ER. Electromagnetic radiation is kind of a radiation including visible light, radio waves, gamma wa rays, and x-rays, in which electric and magnetic fields uh, vary simultaneously. <clears throat> Depending on the wavelength, the ER, electromagnetic radiation, has different levels of intensity. Radio waves are some of the lowest while intensity, while gamma rays used in medicine to kill cancer cells are some of the highest level of intensity. So there's different kinds and different wavelengths determine the intensity of the electromagnetic radiation. Let me offer a comparison, though, just to put in perspective. Microwaves, our main topic, are they use the same size of wave or frequency as Wi-Fi. So if that puts it in perspective, the 
International Telecommunication Union des designated 2.4 gigahertz uh, specifically for microwave ovens back in the day. The decades since that designation, though, other devices have started using that unlicensed spectrum, and now microwaves share a very similar frequency with your Wi-Fi. But don't worry, your Wi-Fi isn't going to cook you like a Hot Pocket, uh, <laughs> which I, th I thought that was funny. HowToGreek.com explains... A Wi-Fi router sends its signal out omnidirectionally. That is, it sends it every direction in a rough circle as far as it can. Your microwave, on the other hand, sends a signal in a single direction, roughly towards the center of the oven. That signal continues until it hits a wall, bounces, and comes back at a slightly different angle. And it isn't a perfect system due to the nature of radio waves. And so every microwave has a hot and cold has hot and cold spots. That's why microwaves have spinning plates. End quote. So I thought that was interesting. That's why they spin the plate. Um, and so your microwave shoots like a laser of it. You know, I I don't I'm not the the biggest guru on this stuff, but think of it like that way. <clears throat> microwave shoots a la shoots a laser in that little you know, box that is your microwave oven and it bounces around. And so there's hot and cold spots. That's why they spin it around. So your food gets ideally gets warmed all at the same time. So that's how that works. But while the Wi-Fi shoots it out in more like a less intense way, um, but they use the same, same designation, same frequency, but those microwave signals don't have, don't leave your microwave oven due to a marvelous invention called a Faraday cage. So those those uh, electromagnetic radiation from the microwave do cook food, but they don't come out of the oven. So they're not supposed to leak out to where you are and where, you know, outside the oven is due to a Faraday cage. And a Faraday cage or Faraday shield is an enclosure used to block electromagnetic fields. A Faraday shield may be formed by a continuous covering of conductive material or in the case of a Faraday cage by a mesh of such materials. Faraday cages are named after scientists after scientist Michael Faraday, who invented them in 1836. This is a really old invention. So you can actually see the Faraday cage in your microwave. Take a look at it whenever you're cooking popcorn or whatever. When you look into the little window that allows you to look into your to see your food, you see those checkered lines that partially block your vision, sort of like a like a cage or like chicken wire. Uh, those lines are the conductive material keeping the microwave signals from leaking out of your microwave oven. So <laughs> don't don't ever just, you know, get rid of that cage. Don't ever try to, like, scrape it off or anything so you can get a better look at your food. Because if you do that, I'm not joking when I say the electromagnetic radiation can melt your eyes. I mean, not melt, but it can cause damage to some of your most sensitive tissue being your eyes. And that's usually, I mean, think about it. When you're looking at your food, your eyes are the, the closest thing to that microwave looking right at it. And if that Faraday cage is compromised, some of that could leak out. It's most almost always just a small leak and won't do much damage. Uh, but over time, it can do some damage and your eyes are the most vulnerable. So watch out for that. Without the Faraday cage, there are potential health hazards. In the early days of microwave ovens, specifically those used in commercial establishments, there was a worker who deliberately defeated the door interlock system. The thing that basically says this oven won't turn on without the door shut. Well, they destroyed that. They got rid of that little safe guard and the system so the door could be opened and closed without restarting the oven e each time thereby saving time for the worker to put stuff in leaving the door open on a microwave means the faraday cage is not closing the electromagnetic radiation reports were that the person found that they had gradually lost the use of the arm they used to place their and retrieve food from the oven due to cumulative ther thermal damage over time so 
don't tamper with your microwave. You could lose the, the lose your arm or other parts of your body. So my mom's fears aren't entirely unfounded. Direct contact with electromagnetic radiation can be harmful to humans over time. But these hazards are well known. And over the decades, well-tested safety measures have been put in place to prevent them from happening. As long as you're not deliberately destroying parts of your microwave, you should be good. Also, I wanted to note specifically with my dad in mind, pacemakers used to be negatively affected by microwaves. The signals from the microwaves used to like interfere with the pacemaker signals. Um, but modern pacemakers have security checks against that now. So pacemaker people, don't worry. Your ticker is perfectly safe while you are warming up noodles in the nuker. A uh, little wordplay there. I thought that was fun. Now, um, what do microwaves actually do to the food, though? Not what the rays do to our bodies. What do they do to our food? And is it harmful to us to eat food after it's been in there? Well, simply put, the microwaves cause the water molecules in food to vibrate, which creates heat. You know, friction equals heat. The heat is what cooks the food. The claim is that heating process damages the proteins in the food and therefore destroys nutrients that would otherwise be beneficial to our health. And that's actually true. Microwave Microwaving food does damage proteins and does destroy some nutrients in food, but so does any form of cooking. That is the nature of thermo thermochemistry. Um, no matter whether it's microwave or stove or whatever, when you cook something, you're altering the state of that food. So, you know, boiling, roasting, microwaving, you're going to alter the state of it and it's going to you're going to lose some nutrients. If you boil broccoli, a lot of nutrients are going to leak out into the water and that you're using to boil and then the water just ends up in the drain if you microwave that broccoli the vegetable spends less time being cooked exposed to heat and therefore is there you know less water is being used microwaving that broccoli actually leaves your vegetable less nutrient deficient than boiling it that is unless you drink the water left over uh like a total madman but that's the claim of bbc's earth lab that's what they say microwaving it is better you get more nutrients However, a 2003 study by Journal of the Science of Food and Agriculture claims broccoli retains much more nutrients than lightly steamed compared to being microwaved. So basically contradicting information. Contradicting information is frustrating, but I'm afraid it's the reality of science. Whether you choose to believe the 2003 study that says steam your broccoli instead of microwaving it, or whether you choose to believe BBCs. Either way, it's not going to harm you. That's the thing. So... <clears throat> You may be eating broccoli that's not as good for you. It's just like if you ate broccoli with cheese over it. Well, it's going to have more calories and it's going to have more fat, but it's not harming you to do that. So this isn't harming you. This is an, an argument saying what's better for you, not what's going to hurt you. You know, if you're eating nutrient deficient broccoli, you're not going to get sick. You just won't have as many health benefits from eating broccoli. So if you want all the nutrients, just eat your broccoli raw like a real man. <laughs> So here's a list of a couple of foods, beverages that don't go well in the microwave, just in general rule for multitude of reasons. Um, this is from foods you should never put in the microwave by mashed.com uh, states these food are bad here. <clears throat> a mug of water. So the mug of water superheats without boiling when it comes in contact with something like a tea bag or something. After you take it out of the microwave, the water then starts to boil all at once and can explode. So you can get burns from that. Breast milk. Don't put breast milk in the microwave. I know it sounds like you might want to warm it up a bit, but don't do that. Breast milk heats unevenly and could create hot spots that will scald your baby. Chili peppers. Don't put peppers in the microwave. Um, it doesn't explode or anything, but it does give off fumes from being steamed. So you don't want to come in contact with that. Uh, those fumes they could you know get in your eye whatever eggs probably some of you have known this if you put an egg in the microwave it's gonna explode 
I mean, it, not every time, but it's the way it steams inside there and the pressure it builds, it just pop, it just blows up. Bread. Um, no other, no safety reason not to put bread in the microwave, but it just gets rubbery and gross. If you get it just the right amount of time, like maybe 10 seconds, you're good. But like 20 seconds, it's disgusting. So it's eh, just, just toast your bread. Toasting bread is always good. Always better than microwaving. Leafy greens. Once again, um, well, no, this one is dangerous. Kale and other leafy greens can actually spark in the microwave. I didn't look into the science of it because I've already have so much sciencey stuff in this episode. But yeah, kale, kale can spark in the microwave. Crazy. Leftover or takeout food. So most takeout containers are not microwave safe. That styrofoam, it melts in the microwave and you're basically eating plastic, which is gross. And, you know, a lot of Chinese places, they have those metal handles. Obviously, metal does not go well in microwaves. And the last one I thought was really interesting and the reason why is frozen meat. If the heat doesn't distribute evenly, you can end up with hot spots and still frozen spots and the growth of dangerous bacteria due to that uneven cooking. Now... Let me shine a light on a few actual health risks of using a microwave. Well, microwaves do worsen the negative effects of a poisonous material that has invaded nearly every facet of our lives. Plastics. Plastic hasn't just polluted our oceans and landscapes. Scientists have found traces of plastic in nearly every animal on the planet. They especially That especially includes human beings. Instead of putting this... In my own words, I felt it was best to read from Food Network's article, Is It Really That Bad to Use Plastic in Microwaves? And I quoted them heavily here just because their science is great, and this is actually, I find this really important, and they well-researched it. So, quote, The evidence is mounting that plastic food containers are bad for our health. The two key culprits are the man-made chemicals phthalates and bisphenol A, or BPA, which are often added to plastics to help keep its shape and pliability. Known as endocrine disruptors, these substances have been found to affect hormones such as estrogen estrogen, and testosterone, which can cause reproductive and other medical problems. They may be especially dangerous to children, potentially impeding uh, normal growth and development, according to the Pediatric Environment Health Specialty Units. Now, basically, heat can cause the BPA and phthalates in plastics to leach into your food. That means, yeah, sorry, you should avoid microwaving food and beverages in plastic. Instead of transfer them into a microwave-safe glass or ceramic containers. And those microwave-safe plastics, uh, dome covers, the FDA says they're okay, but if you need to cover your food, it's probably safest to use wax paper, parchment paper, or a white paper towel, or even a ceramic plate. In general, steer clear plastics with recycling codes 3 which is phthalates, six, which is styrene, or seven, which is bisphenols, except for those that are marked as bio-based or greenware. The AAP cautions. The Environmental Working Group stresses that when storing food, if you have to use plastic, you should avoid anything marked with recycling seven and use four instead. Number one and two are BPA-free, but some researchers do not recommend their reuse. EWG notes... And then, meanwhile, Harvard Health advises the plastic takeaway containers and grocery food tubs, the kind used for margarine or yogurt, are generally not microwave safe. Prepackaged microwave food trays should not be reused. Old, scratched, or cracked containers may be especially apt to leach chemicals and should be tossed. And microwaving food in plastic bags is a big no-no. So, in general, 
Plastic in the microwave is very unhealthy for you. Try to avoid using plastic at all, but if you're going to use it, the safest recycling codes that you can use is two, four, and five. Uh, the most dangerous being three and six, but one and seven are still pretty cautious too. And what I mean by those recycling codes is usually somewhere in a plastic container you can find usually like on the bottom, you know, places you don't normally see is those, you know, arrows going in a triangle, meaning recycling. And then there's a number in the center. Look for that. If it says, you know, one, three, six or seven, steer clear. Two, four or five are better, better off, you know. But it's, you know, that's important to know. Just avoid plastic altogether if you can. So in conclusion... Microwaves can be a great tool for cooking, but be sure to follow the instructions for safety reasons. Never tamper with a microwave that includes the Faraday cage. After looking into the technology of microwaves, I understand my mom doesn't why she doesn't have one. When using a microwave, you add a new level of risk to your cooking, whereas, you know, with conventional ovens and stoves, you just have to worry about heat. Don't burn yourself. It's something you can easily comprehend oh this is hot because i just put it on the stove there you go like a kid can't comprehend that but us adults can but with microwaves you have to worry about electromagnetic radiation this invisible stuff flying through the air so it's it's a, it's a different level of risk and for people like my mom who are fine with cooking without microwaves and the conveniences that it brings it makes sense just eliminate that specific risk from your kitchen why not if you don't need it if you don't even like it why have it there to be a potential risk. But personally, I love cooking by microwave and I'm fine with the risks and I'll take it. The convenience is worth it. So that's that's my take on microwaves. I thought the the science behind it was super interesting. I actually found out one of the guys who took the microwave from those big conventional machines taking up half a room to the tiny little um, compliance thing or you know, little piece of microwave that we all have in our kitchens. Now, the guy who did that technology was a scientist, not looking at cooking food. He was looking at bringing back rodents back to life, like hamsters and mice. And he found out anything the size of a rabbit or smaller, you can actually freeze completely to death. Absolutely no life in it. But if you microwave it just enough, you can bring it back to life in full health. I know that sounds like absolute bonkers, but you can. And I, <laughs> I told this to my grandma on a phone call yesterday, and she goes, but why? <laughs> Which I thought was just that, why would you want to do that to a, a hamster? But it was back when they were trying to see if you could cryo-freeze astronauts to send them, send them to Mars. Turns out we're too big to be frozen that way and then be brought back to life. But smaller animals, you can. And that's, so microwaves have the potential to bring life to give life not just take it so i thought that was interesting anyway thanks for listening and re slash reading who to thunkers um thanks for listening to the who to thunk it podcast until next week who to thunkers i appreciate you listening and tuning in have a wonderful week Bye bye <laughs>